There's a time and a place for black and white, like when you're learning to play piano, or when you want a big two-toned cookie, or when shopping for a pet zebra. But if you want to attract customers, there's no room for black and white, so go to Staples. Staples specializes in bold, hard-to-miss color printing. And now at Staples, get 20% back in rewards on color printing, from banners to brochures and copies to presentations. Print more color, save more money at Staples. In-store only. Ends 11 10, 18. Restrictions apply. See store associate or staples.com slash 20 back for details. Blog Talk Radio. Oh, mama, I'm in fear for my life from the long arm of the law. Got miles to go before we sleep. Lawman is putting into my running and I'm so far from my We will not go gently. We're going to unleash hell here in December. Oh, mama, I can hear you crying. You're so scared and all alone. Hey, somebody fix this guy's buckle. Hey, 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 coming down from the gallows and I don't have very in that stadium. Yes, 100%. And honestly, his day was not perfect. He was 18 of 30, 
216 yards and a touchdown and a pick as well. Uh, he was only sacked once, which was kind of nice um, compared to Joe Flacco, on the other hand, who got to was gotten to quite a few times, which is always nice. Um, we're going to be going into a lot of detail here. Um, my biggest thing that I want to talk about is the fact that this defense did a phenomenal job of forcing turnovers, but we're going to get to a question later where I sort of address, and maybe it was just the Ravens sort of turning the ball over and not so much the Steelers forcing them. Yeah. But we're going to get to that in a little bit. Once again, this show is brought to you by Frank Walker Law, the top criminal defense firm to call in Western Pennsylvania and West Virginia. It's home to one of the nation's top 100-ranked trial attorneys in Frank Walker. For his Pennsylvania office, call 412-212-3878, or to reach his West Virginia office, call 304-712-2089. You should also check out his website, www.frankwalker.com, to see how he can help you in your time of need. Frank Walker Law, real talk, real experience, real results. So, that being said, ladies and gentlemen, if you're not familiar with the program, hopefully you are by now, we're going to present some bold statements and either say they are fact, i.e. true, or fiction, i.e. false, uh, in our opinion. So, Brian, without further ado, let's get started. Um, so, you know, Hamlin, this is something that I found uh, to be pretty interesting and, and something that I just hinted at before. Um, fact or fiction, and I think I'll answer first, seeing as I, I'm used to just jumping it off to you, but uh, fact or fiction, Pittsburgh didn't beat Baltimore. Baltimore beat Baltimore. Um, I go with a light fiction. And I'll tell you why. Because I think that the Ravens were just as much to blame for this as the Steelers' fantastic defense. Listen, I don't think I can remember another time when the Steelers have sacked Joe Flacco quite as much as they did. Four times for a net of negative 29 yards. Um, he looked absolutely terrible coming off of a week against Jacksonville where he had the worst game of his entire career. He still threw for 200 yards, but two interceptions, two bad interceptions, too. Uh, one that was thrown directly to Ryan Chazier, and the other one that Chazier batted into the air uh, before it was picked off by Hilton. So I think that there is a, a, a lot to talk about um, with this team. Um, you know, I, I think that there was a, a large amount of aggressive nature um, from the Steelers. The defense looked fantastic. And outside of that third quarter, I mean, they, they held the Ravens to just no scoring whatsoever. Um, and now... I think that there need to be some other questions addressed. Um, Baltimore beating Baltimore, I, I think Flacco is responsible for a lot of it. Um, there's one guy who, who I can't shake the name of, and, and that man right now is Alex Collins. Um, the dude only got the ball nine times, yet he still ran for 80 yards. And this has me especially worried for next week when the Steelers take on Leonard Fournette, uh, a rookie who's really starting to prove himself on the running uh, in the running facet of the game. That's something that I think needs to be considered in this. That being said, great week for the Steelers. Great defensive week for the Steelers. There's no better place to watch football with friends than Buffalo Wild Wings. They've got all the games on wall-to-wall TVs and a new $5 game day menu with 38-ounce pitchers of Bud Light, Coors Light, and Miller Light, cheeseburgers and brats and select cocktails. And every Sunday, you can play an exclusive fantasy football game with DraftKings with prizes like free wings for a year. Get to Buffalo Wild Wings for our $5 game day deals. When football is on, you have to be here. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports. Price and participation vary. Subject to restrictions, limited time only. Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. 
I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'll say this about Alex Collins and opposing running backs against the Steelers defense. Um, and this is why I'm going to go with uh, I'm I'm going to go with fiction outright on this factor fiction. I think that the Steelers won this game. Um, but back to that running back uh, statement, Alex Collins had uh, 80 of his 82 <laughs> yards rushing yards in the game on two separate carries, one of 50 yards and one of 30 yards. Um, I personally think that the Steelers have really been susceptible to splash plays on the ground this year. Um, in years past, you've seen uh, guys like the likes of Joe Flacco throwing the ball and gaining large chunks of yardage uh, via the air and not on the ground. And the Steelers have been able to um, – running backs that carries less than, less than 15 and 20 yards. But, you know, whether it be Tariq Cohen last, uh, last Sunday or um, Alex Collins yesterday, this Steelers defense has shown that they can be gashed for, for a long run by, uh, by someone out of the backfield. Um, and I know you said we're going to get to this a little bit later on in the show, but I do think that the Steelers not being able to stop the run is going to be uh, a, persistent, a persistent problem for the rest of this season. But um, but yeah, a lot of those a lot of those yards a lot of that yardage came on two carries. Um, other than that, though, I think the Steelers really really dominated this team. Joe Flacco looked looked awful. He threw the ball what forty nine times, forty nine times yesterday. Yeah. Um, in years past, if you had a quarterback throwing the ball fifty times against the Steelers defense, there's no way he wasn't going to have more than three hundred fifty yards or three hundred yards. Joe Flacco threw for two hundred thirty. Um, I think considering that guys like the likes of Jeremy Macklin and Mike Wallace are on this team and the Steelers were able to prevent them from, from burning him down the sideline, which you've seen Joe Flacco do with Torrey Smith. You've seen him do it with Mike Wallace last year. Um, the fact that the Steelers were able to bottle those guys up on the outside, I think that was, I think that was huge for them. Longest reception of the game, 16 yards from Mike Wallace. It was the touchdown reception. Um, and it was the only touchdown score by the Ravens all day. Um, they, they had some issues. I think we could both agree on that, that they, they actually have some personnel issues. I think we learned more about Baltimore than Pittsburgh this weekend. I would agree with you. I think that Baltimore is, is likely not likely not a the – thing, the thing about the AFC is there, there's a lot of parity these days, and we talk about this all the time, but I, I think Baltimore is a fringe top ten team in the AFC. I mean, they, which, is, which isn't saying much. I mean, I, I doubt I, – if they make the playoffs, I'll be surprised this year after that game on Sunday. I mean, two weeks in a row, they looked, they, their offense looked anemic. Funny because, you know, everyone wants to hone in on those two losses. But, you know, they played two pretty weak teams to begin the season. I mean, the Bengals, who were, you know, under Ken Zamparo and, and had no offense whatsoever, they won that game 20 to nothing. Then they beat the Browns 24 to 10, which that doesn't say a whole lot. <laughs> Does not, does it doesn't say anything. No, it doesn't say anything. Um, so, you know, a lot, lot to learn about the Ravens here in this game, as we were just mentioning. Um, we'd like to invite you to join in on the conversation, 347-850-8581. If you'd like to get your opinions, your licks in, maybe you want to tee up Brian or I and take us for a little ride here uh, regarding our opinions on certain topics. Um, Hamlin, the next question is something that um, I, I think we've talked about every week on this show. 
And I think it's because he's been rather inconsistent. Well, this time he touched the ball 35 times and actually had a pretty solid day of it. So facts or fiction, Brian, Le'Veon Bell is back to his old self. I'm going to say facts. There's a little bit of optimism in this answer, but um, 35 carries, 144 yards. I think he was the league high in rushing this weekend. I might be mistaken, but let's find out. Um, yeah, go ahead, go ahead and GTS Google that shit. But uh, I will say, uh, no. In fact, he was second, but Lil Powell was first. Yes, is that I, what believe, I, I yeah. believe so. That is what we're looking at. He had 163 yards. Wow. I had him on my bench in fantasy, too. He also played an extra uh, an extra quarter um, in that game. They played they played a, a, almost an entire overtime period yes. against Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Um, but, no, Le'Veon Bell, caught, was, uh, I think he caught the ball out of the backfield pretty well. Um, you saw his patient, patience pay off a little bit of burst um, here and there, and I really think that, um, whereas in the first couple of weeks where his patience in the backfield was resulting in some, uh, in, in honestly, in some, in some negative, some negative carries, which is rare for him. Um, there was some stat about Le'Veon Bell a couple of years ago. I think it might've been last season where he had like three carries of like less than he had three carries that yielded negative yardage like all season. Um, which is absolutely like, un, that, that's an unreal statistic. But anyway, Le'Veon Bell, um, I'm going to go with facts. He is he he's where we want him to be right now, and I think I think he's ready to go to have a pretty good season here. Yeah, and you know what's what's interesting is that you know Bell for me, and and this was the keynote. He is not afraid to go to the outside, and I know you and I have differing opinions on this, Brian. But I think that when this team gives him that slant run, or gets him to those holes that are on the outside of the O line, that is when he becomes as dynamic as possible because we're used to seeing him take the blunt of the load up the middle, when he has the ability to go out wide and guide big Al Villanueva out left, when he has the ability to guide Roosevelt Knicks when they're rolling out right, he is a much better running back than when he is unilaterally sent up the middle and forced to rely on Marquise Pouncey to open up those one and two holes for him. I just really like Le'Veon Bell in the scrum. I think Le'Veon Bell is as is better at sniffing out a six-yard carry where most guys are only going to get two, and I really think that's what makes him a dynamic back. I know what you're saying about get him in, getting him out in open space, but I think you can say that about any running back in the NFL with decent with decent lead blocking. Anyone with some speed on the outside is going to be able to navigate through, you know, through some blocking on the edge. But I think that Le'Veon Bell is one of the few people, one of the few backs that we've seen. Um, who can, who can, who can ha- take a, who can take a two-yard carry and, like I said, turn it into six yards with great vision in the middle of the field, in the middle of the, in the middle of the trenches, and I think that's what makes him great. But we will agree to disagree there and go on to the next question. Yeah, next question here, and and this is going to be a quick one. I have a feeling we're going to be hearing from Frank Walker pretty soon, uh, because both of us, you know, we don't have quite as big of a problem with this. We've been in agreement pretty much the entire show with the exception of that last little bit. Um, Antonio Brown, there was an instance in the second quarter where he happened to be uh, running a route on a play-action pass, and he was wide open. Blatantly wide open, probably would have been six points had he been thrown. Um, It ended up resulting in the Steelers' first punt of the game, um, that drive, and Brown was not very happy about it. He was pretty, pretty visibly upset, so visibly upset that you all at home and me could actually see it. It was aired on television. He seemed to have quite the temper tantrum. There was the video of 
him constantly played of him slapping away Todd Haley's hand when Haley went to go, uh, you know, sort of calm him down. Um, Hamlin, this temper tantrum from Antonio Brown, is that an issue going forward, fact or fiction? No chance. No chance. Antonio Brown's attitude has never been a problem for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, Look, I don't like the fact that he's being flippant towards the Steelers' offensive coordinator. I don't like that. Uh, But there is no chance that this team is going to dwell on his 10-second outburst after Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, and honestly, in the first half, at that point in the game, Steelers had yet to score a touchdown. Their offense didn't look that great. Um, or at least they looked, they didn't, they weren't finishing their drives, you know? Uh, and I think that like, I, I think that that was an understand, like an understood outburst out of him, but there's no way this is going to be a problem in the future. I'll tell you what, there's other teams in the NFL with receivers who freak out all the time and make way more waves than Antonio Brown and their teams are able to get over it on Sunday. Um, and, and I'm sure we're going to talk about number 13 in blue, uh, Odell Beckham, who actually had a pretty decent game, had a pretty, had a decent game yesterday. Um, and, and the Giants lost to the Buccaneers. But um, I personally think, though, that this, this Steelers team has proven to be relatively mentally tough in the past, at least coached, and coached by Mike Tomlin and quarterbacked by Ben Roethlisberger. I highly doubt. I, I, there is, frankly, there's, there's no doubt in my mind that this is not going to be a problem for the Pittsburgh Steelers going forward. Yeah, there's only four winless teams in the league, and the Giants are one of them, which is interesting to me. Uh, I, I certainly didn't expect that. Uh, here in the beginning of the season. I go here. You're going to be surprised a little bit. I go with that we need to watch it. You know, I am of the belief that this isn't the sort of thing that only happens one time, especially with someone, you know, who's such a high-profile guy that Antonio Brown is. I mean, this is the guy who came to practice in a Rolls Royce to Latrobe, you know. So I I think that there are – He also had a Facebook – the Facebook incident last uh, sure. last, last postseason in Kansas City, and that was a huge deal. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm of the belief that, uh, you know, that he will obviously sort of rebound from this, but I think it's worth watching. I think it's worth observing because if you have an attitude issue like this too often occur, now granted he's playing with Ben Roethlisberger who is a seasoned fantastic veteran quarterback, um, you know, who, who isn't going to fall to pressures uh, and will, you know, most likely capitalize in those big moments. I mean, it's not often that Ben misses a route like that. Uh, it just happened to be that play. Um, you know who doesn't miss anything? Frank Walker. He's coming at you right now. Smart or stupid? Those strobing lights in your rear view? That flashlight shining in your face? License, registration, and insurance, please. The little adventure you're about to have with this guy? Uh, I'll need you to step out of the vehicle, please. Okay, so you've done something stupid. Fix it with a smart move. For DUI or criminal defense, call Frank Walker of FrankWalkerLaw.com. He knows his way around a courtroom. 412-532-6805. 412-532-6805 or FrankWalkerLaw.com. That's right. Visit his website, www.frankwalkerlaw.com, to see how he can help you. Uh, Brian, we've gone through the first three with relative ease. I expect the next two to go with relative ease, too. Might be a short show here today, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but, yeah, we're going to hop to it. A lot of interesting stuff here, ham guy. Uh, healthy scratch for a man named Eli Rogers. Um, this comes a week after Rogers muffled two punts. Um, and has just been pretty much ineffective on the receiving core 
for the Steelers. Uh, he had a couple of drop balls and stuff that was hitting his hands. Um, and now that Martavis Bryant is back and Juju Smith-Schuster seems to be so comfortable in his role, he scored again this week. Um, could this be the last couple of days for Eli Rogers? Um, so the question that we have is, fact or fiction, I'll answer first here. Eli Rogers is a dead man to Mike Tomlin. Um, I go with fiction. He's not a dead man, but he is, in fact, looking at limited days here in Pittsburgh if he can't get his act together by the end of the season. Uh, There will come a time, and this is unfortunate, but this is the reality. One of those wideouts is going to get hurt. One of them. And Eli's going to have to be the guy that comes in and provides the backup reps. Listen, even if he's only getting thrown to three times a game, he better make three catches a game. Yeah. Eli Rogers. So, no, he is not a dead man, but there is a distinct possibility that if he doesn't capitalize when he is needed, he will be the dead man, and he will be the goat sent out into the forest, cast off with all the sins. That's how scapegoating came to be, by the way. Did you know that? Really? Yeah. Uh, Interesting story. So I am a member of the Judaic faith, and back in the day for Rosh Hashanah, the Jewish New Year, um, a rabbi for a town would get a goat, and they would cast all of the sins onto the goat and let the goat wander into a field, and they would just never come back. You know, we get killed by some wolf. You know what? That was in the that was in the the finale of the leftovers. Really? Yeah. In season. Spoiler. Yeah. Spoiler. Spoiler alert. Huge. I don't know if that show was like popular or not, but I watched it. Um, I'm a big HBO guy on the on high key. Like I love anyway. Um. So listen. For years. Pittsburgh Steelers fans hear nothing about how Mike Tomlin is a players' coach, and he's got all these. He's got. He's got. Special relationships with all of his guys, right? Um, I don't know if Eli Rogers can survive can survive the um, the catastrophic comments that Tomlin made about him over this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a, that. And that's that's a partial quote. I believe that's one of the words he used to describe the Steelers' blunders in Chicago at Soldier Field last Sunday. Listen. Eli Rogers has been more than a serviceable Pittsburgh Steeler. Eli Rogers has has I've seen him make clutch catches in the playoffs. Actually, um, he had a huge catch in that final drive two seasons ago in uh, Cincinnati um, that delivered the Steelers' victory um, in that wild card weekend. Uh, I'm going to go with fact just because I know that Mike Tomlin uh, will do that to will do that to people, and he will and he will be and I I, I don't I don't know if he's quote unquote dead. Uh, if Eli Rogers is dead to Mike Tomlin, but I would be surprised to see Eli Rogers receive too many more reps, um, at least in the slot, especially with number 19, Juju playing great. He play he looks great. And Tomlin, and Tomlin loves him. Oh yeah. Tomlin like Tomlin talks about how he wants, like how he thinks like his kids are going to like play Minecraft with Juju on like, on like the weekend. <laughs> and I love that. Like I, I definitely think that Juju is, is, has shown to have, have pretty solid chemistry with, with Ben um, he likes to learn from the other receivers, from what I hear. I think that Juju's the guy, and I think that we're. I think that Eli Rogers' days are numbered here in Pittsburgh. Yeah, um, I think that we both sort of have a similar testament in that. Um, going to be interesting to see down the line here uh, what ends up happening to the man himself, Eli Rogers. Um, just a little bit of background. I mean, he's been with the Steelers for some time now, um, but but the one you know thing that sort of sticks out was last year when we were doing the show. Uh, we had sort of said how Eli was the dark horse 
and that this guy really had a, a big chance to make a splash. So uh, the third-year man out of Louisville, come back to making a splash, homie, because we need it. Um, Sam, on to uh, conclude the show here, we got one more, and it's about next week. It's about the Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't think there are many threats down there in Jacksonville. Then again, I thought there weren't many threats in Chicago, and, and you know, things turned out a little bit different. Um, but the Steelers, they should only have one man on their mind, in my opinion. That's the fifth question we have. Hey, sports fans, football season's here, and it's time to get in on the action with MyBookie. MyBookie is the industry-leading sports betting website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, and all your favorite sporting events. You can take a side, the total, or even fantasy points props. MyBookie lets you bet online and win big. Did the game already kick off? Don't sweat it. MyBookie has in-game live betting on every major league and event even esports. There's no better time to join MyBookie than today. Go to MyBookie to open an account and start winning. Use promo code CHAMPION when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus up to $1,000 on your first deposit. Bet today. Visit MyBookie's website or call 844-866-2387. That's 844-866-2387. Check them out today and use promo code CHAMPION for a 100% bonus. Terms and conditions apply for entertainment purposes only. Void where prohibited. Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Fact or fiction, Leonard Fournette is the only thing that should be on the Steelers' mind, and I 1 billion percent believe that to be fact. Um, Leonard Fournette is arguably one of the best rookie running backs in the league right now. Right. And, um, you know, I think that he's Andy's healthy. Andy's healthy. Yeah, yeah, and he's put up quite a few numbers that, that have been very, very treacherous. Um, for any team. Treacherous. Yeah. They're treacherous. That's, this, a, this, that's a 50 cent word. It might be. Yeah. Yeah. Especially in this context. I, I mean, I'm, I mean, I agree with you. I think he's the guy to worry about. Uh, number five, Blake Bortles is not. Oh, no. I, I, he's a bit of a slouch. Oh, um, no. Not the slouch, but a slouch nonetheless. Um, I think the Steelers will likely handle Jacksonville this week, especially because they're at home. Um, but I think Leonard Fournette is the guy to worry about. I want to make Blake Bortles beat us. Like, that's, like, ideally, that's the game plan. Then again, that is what happened in Chicago with let Mike Glennon beat you, and then it just turned into the Jordan Howard show. It turned into the Jordan and Tariq Cohen show, right. Um, so, me personally, I'm, I'm not I, – I, I tend to get worried about these types of games, but I'm not I, – I, I, I think that they'll be able to handle Leonard Burnett. But I guess, I guess we'll see. I, I, but I think he's the guy to worry about for sure. ESPN gives the Steelers a 73.8% chance of winning the game. Interestingly enough, that was almost identical to the one against Chicago, which was 75%. So Steelers heavily favored two times here in a row. And in case you were wondering, they give them a 0.2% chance of tying. I think that's always interesting, those little obscure stats right there. Um, Yeah, Roethlisberger has been pretty much on the same level as Blake Bortles, uh, but Bortles obviously turning the ball over a considerable amount more. Fournette has 285 yards on 81 carries on the year with three touchdowns. Um, he's definitely the guy here. Um, I think that's exactly how this team lost to Chicago. They let the run beat them. 
And this time around, they might do it again if they're not careful. Um, Hamlin, some closing thoughts here from you. I mean, if I have anything to say, it's that, you know, we, we learned a lot about this team and their resilience to bounce back from a loss. Uh, we learned about a lot about the Ravens, like we said earlier. The biggest thing that I want to see this week is a wider array of involvement in the passing game. Um, you know, there was a lot of spreading out between receivers last year, and I think that there needs to be a continued emphasis on getting the ball to number 84 in black and gold. That's my big thing this week. Yeah. Um, let him beat this Jacksonville secondary that's among one of the ten worst in the league. I'm pretty sure the Steelers have Antonio Brown getting the ball. I'm, I'm sure they want him to, to get ten touches a game most of the time. Um, I, I'm not all that learned on Jacksonville secondary, uh, but I, I'm sure I, – I wouldn't be surprised if we see Le'Veon Bell get 30-plus carries again. Um, that's that's my opinion. I think that's going to be the Steelers' game plan. Last year, I think Pittsburgh had a lot of success um, against a quote-unquote inferior opponent when they just gave the ball to their bell cow. Um, and I think that that's really where we're going to be looking this week. But, hey, you never know with, this Todd Haley, with Todd Haley's offense. They could really do a lot of different stuff out there. But I think you definitely saw the Steelers take the air out of, air out of the ball in the second half this week. And I think they might do more of the same next week if they get an early lead. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Hopefully they take that early lead, and hopefully we are singing the praises and have ourselves just a 25-minute episode like we have this week. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Brian Hamlin, I'm Zach Parnes. We'll catch you here. You know where to find us. Mondays, 5.30 Eastern time here on Behind the Steel Curtain. This is Factor Fiction. There's a time and a place for black and white, like when you're learning to play piano, or when you want a big two-toned cookie, or when shopping for a pet zebra. But if you want to attract customers, there's no room for black and white, so go to Staples. Staples specializes in bold, hard-to-miss color printing. And now at Staples, get 20% back in rewards on color printing, from banners to brochures and copies to presentations. Print more color, save more money at Staples. In-store only. Ends 11 10, 18. Restrictions apply. See store associate or staples.com slash 20 back for details. Hi, I'm Karis Fisher. I want to tell you about another podcast you should check out. It's called Recode Decode. Every week I talk to tech and media's key players about how they're changing our world. I interview tech executives like Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg, political figures like Hillary Clinton, and media personalities like John Kerryu, who literally wrote the book on Theranos. Once again, the name of the show is Recode Decode, hosted by me, Kara Swisher. You can find it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the show. See you there.